and welcome to another episode of I Just Called to Say. I'm your host, Megan Pugh, joined by my special guest host and a very familiar voice that I'm sure you guys, if you've been listening for a while, you should know, Clyde Moser. Woohoo! Yeah, that's me. I'm back. The itch you just can't scratch. Clyde Moser. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Clyde is here to help me as we go down memory lane, because remind you, this is the Reliving and Truth-Telling podcast where folks call in, confront, and set their record straight on stories that have stuck with them throughout time. And during season one of I Just Called to Say, our premiere season, I called Clyde and I said, hey, Clyde, I just called to say... I'm a hater and I used to hate on you before I was even your friend. Like I hated on Clyde for probably like a good two years before, <laughs> before we became friends. I deserved it probably. No, you didn't. He did. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to, re we're going to listen to that episode and Clyde uh, has the funniest, wittiest, queerest banter so <laughs> to comment as we listen to this episode um i can go ahead and say that the audio on this is crap <laughs> like, oh i i i can't wait i have not listened to this since it came out so, so like i'm thank excited you, thank you for joining me for the first episode of i just called to say's rewind I just called to say Remember when I just called to say Thank you for that time I just called to say <laughs> What had happened was really <laughs> Cheers! <laughs> What's in your mug, bitch? Oh, it's a hot potty. It's like so gross outside. So I was like starting to get congested. So I was like, this is it. Yes, cheers, boo. So before I play the clip, last time I spoke to you, when I spoke to you in this episode, it was 2018. Um, what has changed since then? It was September of 2018 to be exact. Oh my God. Okay, so that was when, it was September of 2018? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> that I thought it was, oh my God. So I was in New York at that time? Oh, wow. Working thought, at Broadway.com, maybe? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. For some reason, I thought I was still in Charleston. But now I'm back in Charleston. That's how much has changed. You know? Circle. Oh, full circle. Full circle. Um, I, I'm definitely a way different person. I feel like, you know, you caught me right when I moved to Charleston. I was like going through a huge identity crisis, you know, having just, I was like about to turn 25 or like had just turned 25. And I was like, quarter life crisis incoming like abort abort must like make something of myself and I was like <laughs> left Charleston now I'm back in South Carolina but, but I don't know but, life has a funny way to, wait are you saying Charleston meaning New York because you said 25 you were in Charleston do you mean you were in New York yes 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 okay. I was about to turn 25 okay um because when I got to New York I was like yes Clyde I'm here we're gonna do the damn thing and then you're like actually I'm ready to fight people with my words and education so I'm leaving and I'm going to grad school I know that's I know oops um but literally I was just like I I just felt like smothered in like South Carolina you know what I mean and I had like I was just like I need to get out and I feel like the two and a half years I was like gone 
you know, really have like changed me and like molded me into like the person who like I really needed to be, you know, I needed to get out. And I mean, like you, you get this from like leaving the South to go to like New York. It's, yeah. It's so different. And you're able to like, I feel like you have like breathing room, even though it's so crowded <laughs> in the city. So crowded. You have like, it's you have so like. so ghetto, y'all. New York is great, but it's so ghetto. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally. And so, but like, you can be the loudest person and don't want to pay you any attention. So like the you great thing about like. TikToks and no one's going to pay any attention. Like that's exactly. what I love. Because when I was Instacarting in Charleston, anytime I did any kind of mockery on my phone, everyone's watching and ready to like make a comment. But I'm like, yeah. I need to capture content. Meanwhile, in New York, the person right next to on the subway is doing the same thing. So they don't give a damn what I'm doing. Exactly. Exactly. So it was really great. I don't know. I feel like I've I'm such a well more well-rounded person than I was since this call, which is wild. No, I'm, I'm, I turned 30 uh, in January and I'm never growing up. Like in my mind, I feel like I'm still 21. Yeah. Like I will say things that I'm like, I'm too young for that. And my sister's like, you're not even a young adult anymore. She's like, you're like a full whole adult. Like you can rent a car. You can rent a, you can rent a house. No, no, no. Need. I don't remember 13 going on uh, 30. You are 30, flirty and thriving. Okay. Like do you and with that i'm gonna start the episode Ooh, you ready for this um just holler whenever you want me to pause so you can make commentary oh god okay oh i lied when and she just called to say i just called to say i'm a hater because when I first met you, I didn't like you at all. Oh my god, I sound like Dracula. I okay, it's not even just me. Like your laugh is iconic. Like people in the Charleston theater community know this laugh. I'm pretty sure there are people in the New York community of some sort that know this laugh. Like people are fully aware of this Clyde Moser laugh. I was like, nope, not gonna work. I don't like them. And then I just grew to be absolutely in awe of you oh and God. i just look at you as just a, like a breath of fresh air a peer of mine a, yeah <laughs> i have to find it but actually there's this photo so i will get to it later but you guys also might recognize clyde's voice because he is the voice of the narrator and cohabitation and when I say that I am in awe of Clyde now, the characterization that he brings to the voice and cohabitation is everything. And we were in the writer's room or doing a table read one day over Zoom and Clyde is talking and literally in my Zoom tile, you see me just like. <laughs> <laughs> and Manny got a picture of it. And I'm just like, he's amazing. Oh my God. It's because you, you're, uh, your writing is so much fun. Like cohabitation is just so much fun. I think it's wild that like, we're talking about like two and a half years, two and a half years ago, we had this conversation about like how you hated me. <laughs> and now like, look how, and like now we're so close. I think it's so beautiful. Oh my God, now I do mushrooms with you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom. Okay, run the clip. <laughs> I'll do way better. Uh, well, first of all, Clyde, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do. Okay, uh, my name is Clyde, and I am originally from Columbia, South Carolina, 
And then I graduated from the College of Charleston, and now I live in New York City, and I work for Broadway.com. Are you serious? I did not... Oh. Did you work for Broadway.com? How did you get that um, job? When I used to work at the Gilliard in Charleston, one of my friends <laughs> used to work for them. And when I told her I was moving up here, she was like, oh, well, let me, uh, you know, connect with my old boss and see if they're hiring. And sure enough, they were. And I literally moved here on August 1st and interviewed on August 3rd. Like, I, I like hadn't even unpacked. And I started working on the 15th. Bitch, you better work. I mean, oh my God. the optimism, keep that job, <laughs> the optimism in my voice. Well, I, I worked there for, for six months and then I found, and I got a new job at an ad agency called Spotco. And that was the job that allowed me to like go to the Tony. And, and Spotco was the place that I had interviewed with before I interviewed with my current job in New York. Yes. And you yes, were like, yes, you yes. didn't now, want that position. You're like, you didn't want that position. No. And they, they have gone under, you know, they don't, they don't like, they laid off everybody. Yeah. Like no one's like, no one works there anymore. But like when I was like, when I aborted from Spotco, I was like, I like saw the writing on the wall. And sure enough, like a year later, they closed. Wrap it up. I was like, girl, you in danger. The, <laughs> if they call you back, like, no. Stop. That is hilarious. They, it's not hilarious. I don't want to see a business do bad, but the <laughs> Lord be no one. And that's hilarious that like, he knew not to put me there. He was like, nah, sis. Oh God. The optimism in your voice. Let's get back to it. I called the Sam a hater, but I think I still might be. <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm out here from Columbia too, trying to get my ass to New York and you're just doing it, sis. <laughs> oh my God, girl, I, I would, well, I would say it's not easy, but it did happen pretty easily. Okay, now you're just bragging. I'm over here trying to suppress my hate. But, uh... <laughs> oh. okay, okay, so let me just tell you how I first remember you, Clyde. It really is. Wait, you said it was like, easy to move to New York? Yeah, it was. It was pretty easy to move to New York. I stand by that. Yeah, see, it's easy. All you have to do, like, I feel like if people make so many excuses of, like, why they don't move to New York, but, like, there's nothing. One thing I've learned is that there's nothing from, like, stopping you from, like, doing anything. Yeah. I Like, I really believe that. And I feel like, like I needed to move to New York and, like, everyone has their own destiny like whatever it's really up to you to decide like when you're going to make those choices for yourself but like once you like just say you make the decision and you stick to it then like and if it's the right decision things just yeah. like fall like where they may so like i, I stand, stand by, by that. that my transition to new york was very easy it was very easy i mean it's kind of similar to you like you got like i a little bit reverse i got the job and then moved there like two days like like a day before my first start date like I was hired on a Thursday started on that Tuesday yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, living on people's couches for a couple of months is not ideal but it was like but at least I'm like in the most ideal neighborhoods um yeah getting, and like also so paycheck. many people do it yeah and like so many people do that you know like, it's, it's so a passage <laughs> yeah exactly yeah very much that so like yeah it just like I remember Joy Vandervoort Cobb, like one Love time. You, Joy. <laughs> yes, when we were in 
like school, I was just like, before I like moved to New York and I was like talking about like maybe becoming a professional actor or like this, that, and the other, which I never really wanted to be a professional actor. Like that's never really been my like thing. I like being in control. So I like, I would rather be like a producer on a show or like a writer or like director. Like I would like to have like more ownership than just like an actor. Why aren't you in the writer's room for cohabitation ever? Bruh, come help me. Season two. Season two. I'm down. I'm down for sure. I I will. Um, But like, that's the thing. It's like, you have to have like the hunger to be able to do like those things. And like, she said that she was like, well, if you don't ever think of yourself as being a professional actor, then like, then I advise you not to go because if you don't have the hunger to do it, then you won't make it. And so literally when I was like panicking, because I was like, what am I going to do with my life in Charleston? I was like, I have to, I have to change something. And so I had the hunger to leave like you did to move to New York. And then once you have that, it's just like, boom, boom, boom. Yep. Now I'm there. You were there and now you're back. <laughs> okay. But like, I feel I feel well, really like, good about you, you made that choice. Like you were like, mm-hmm. yeah. Now I'm in grad school, and I'm graduate assistant, and I just got. I'm the first recipient of a LGBT scholarship, like for like. So like I'm like, apparently the universe was like, you, just, you need to go back. Yeah. Like, like I. I'm not not I'm not saying all that to brag, but I'm just literally like I was to make the decision to like leave my life in New York to like go back to teaching, like really to me felt like a calling, like from some yes, calling like higher power. Like I love, like I love teaching, I really do, and I feel like once I like decided to move back and I got into grad school, and then they were like, here are these scholarships, and I had to like I wasn't I wasn't like stressed about like how I was going to afford it anymore everything just was like thanks you know. but it's meant to be like you said it's just a fall <laughs> place and it's easy also you would be bragging on the episode where i'm calling you for calling you saying i'm a hater i'm like are you trying to make me hate you even more <laughs> i know i was just you like doing? i think also i think i think half of that is when things are going well for me i'm very selective of about what I talk about when it comes to something personal. Like if I'm having a hard time, you don't hear anything from me. Like you don't hear anything. I am radio silent. But when things are going good, I'm like, oh, did y'all hear about this? <laughs> did you? Let me tell you something else to me. Hey, you heard, you heard. Don't catch me slipping. Oh my God. You need, yeah, yeah. I need everybody to know that I am not slipping. He is out <laughs> here. He is out oh, here. Okay, let me, let me roll the clip. Keep it going. Your freshman year, my super senior year, and I had never really been in the in crowd with the theater group. I guess people had always kind of like pegged me as just like the dancer girl. And I just didn't really hang out with like a lot of people in college in general. I mean, within my major really. And so I never thought I wanted to be a part of the theater group, but then there was always something about those damn couches. Also just for quick thing, Anyone who doesn't know, theater people are fucking weird. And I just wasn't weird enough, I think, oh, sometimes. Yeah. Like, I would go to some of those theater parties yeah, and I'm like, I, these people are drunk off of two Smirnoff ices and burning each other with cigarettes. I don't get it. Not burning each other with cigarettes. No. I was, I, I was, like, Wait, I was like, is there, there's no recreational weed? There's no, there's no hard liquor, just cigarettes and Smirnoff ices. Got it. So I, 
I hung around, I was a, an acquaintance of theater people. I hate when people at a party, like, start singing show tunes. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? You know about? what I mean? Like, we definitely had after parties at my apartment after a chorus line and Adam's family where we have sung songs. Did you hate it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, but that's different. That's like, if it's like a cast party like that, it makes sense. But if it's just like St. Patrick's Day, and all of a sudden, you know, we're having a St. Patrick's Day party and all of a sudden Rent comes on and everybody like 525. And then you have the one girl who thinks she can hit the note in the kitchen, just wailing. And then the cop show up. And she's not, waiting for that. It. She's waiting for that moment. She's like, I actually say she's it. waiting. Um, she's like, she's, a summer stock. <laughs> she's, she's sitting there like, sitting there like, hmm, okay. Measure your life. <laughs> Here we go, because yes. we're to get into some shady theater talk mm, here. Don't make me sing. Like, every time I would walk oh, yeah, past them to go to a class. To preface, the couches were like the cool kids' lunch table, except they were dirty, tattered couches populated no, no, no. by theater kids. And I'd see people sitting on those couches. And what was that building? Is that Simmons Center? Outside of Theater 220. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's probably asbestos. Yeah. That's probably what you... <laughs> I was like, it's all about those couches. I want to be involved. And so, I don't know, by some chance, I guess I'd gotten close enough with people where they were like, they were like, we're sitting on the couches before class, girl, come hang out. So in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in, I'm on the couches. It's super senior year. This is my year. And then enters Clyde stage right. And you just sit right down on the couch and everyone is like immediately drawn to you. They're all talking to you and I'm like, who the f is this guy who just sat down here and he's like a freshman and I've been with your fucking Ugg boots. <laughs> I remember specifically Ugg boots. You know, that is so funny um, because a friend of mine posted a picture of me like during like that time period and was like, Clyde dressed like David Rose from Schitt's Creek. <laughs> dressed like that. David yes. Rose. <laughs> yes, you have the bag in your hand. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god, I love it. Here we go. Been like working this crowd. And then they look to me and they're like, Megan, do you know Clyde? You guys are both from Columbia. Yeah. And I look at and I look at you and I'm like, where'd you go to high school? And you were like, Well, you were like, I've got a black one. And I was like, oh, I went to Spring Valley. And I remember just being like super cutthroat and bitchy when I said it to you. And I was like, why did I do it was like one of those things where you say it and as it comes out of your mouth you hear yourself and you're like why did I say it like that like damn everyone just loved you and I just hated that everyone loved you I don't know why I don't know why I, I, I hated me too I hated my friend who I was as a freshman oh my god no that but I look changed. back on it and I'm like okay but what was it about you as a freshman that you hated Okay, so one thing, okay, I've actually thought about this recently because I've been substitute teaching at Blythewood. Yes! And oh God, you're a substitute teacher. Your school yeah. bought your Ned Schliebly. Yeah, yeah. Literally. <laughs> Even that is the same time someone has compared me to School of Rock. Someone. It's my Carol, favorite movie. It's one of my friends said that I need to go in there and just like, not teach the lesson plan and be like today we're going to sing songs from Hamilton <laughs> just like, you need to tell them about the man you need to educate them on the man they are not hardcore they are not hardcore that was you know what I'm going to do that next 
time or, I go in. Please do. And then when you actually become a teacher, can I come in as like a guest speaker? Oh, when- yes. I'm going to be like, I'm like, Megan, you want to, the school district is paying for me to have a choreographer. Do you want to come and choreograph like these kids who can't dance? You'll make a lot of money and you don't have to do much work because you know they can barely, you know, kickball change. No, the reason I feel like, okay, so being at Blythewood, you know, there's a lot of teachers who I had who are still around. Some of the teachers who remember me and stuff, like they talk, like my old English teacher, Miss Marche, who was wonderful and I subbed for her. She was like, the first day I was subbing there, she like ran down to the room I was subbing and it was like, oh my God. And I was like, it's wild to me because it's like, I graduated like nine years ago and I really was just like trying to, I'm just like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so, but she was introducing me to other people and like talking about me. And I was just like, oh, this is so embarrassing because when I was in high school, Glee came out. And the reason I hated who I was it's because when Glee came out, I made that my personality. I was like, I am the Where main you character of this TV show. Oh. oh no, I thought I was Rachel. Like I was like, I am the main character. I am, I will be. And then when I became a freshman in college, I was like, nothing's stopping me now from attaining all of my goals. You know what I mean? I was just obnoxious. Glee came out my freshman year of college and I watched that hard. And then right before I got hired for my job at a children's course, I was re-watching Glee, like binging it. When they called me and gave me the job, I was like, oh my God, it's like y'all knew. All right, I'm going to run this. I thought I was extra. Like I thought like I was like just the right amount of energy that everyone would be like, you want her to be at your party like that girl is a good time she's fun and then you walked in and you just doubled that and i was like oh so i'm natural's go-to girl (laughs) like there's a new party starter black person in the couches i already had like that in my head of you and i graduate and i know of you like i think you're funny i I watch you from afar and then a chorus line happens (laughs) and i'm like oh snap clyde is about to be in this show i think i'm over i'm like you know what i i'm not a hater of him anymore like i think he is great (laughs) then we start working together and i'm like I think he's coming for me. Oh Lord, Megan, now you a paranoid hater? Oh God. At any point during rehearsals, did you think that I was being paranoid? Yeah, we had, do you not remember how many times I would ask you something and we would just kind of stare at each other and you wouldn't answer me? And (laughs) and it wasn't because of you, it was because of two people. Classic Megan. Well, it's just like, Oh my God. First of all, I missed course line. I feel like, like that was one that I was in the best shape I've ever been. Like doing that. And kicks on, kicks tins across the board. Like we were, oh my God, it was so much fun. But I know exactly what I'm about to talk about. And I remember I was just like, all of us who like were doing course line, who knew that we were like what we were in for, you know, all of us who kind of, I don't want to say knew what we were doing, but those of us who knew what we were doing. Yeah, we knew our expectations and our limits. Yeah, we were just like, and then there were a couple people who just didn't, um, you know, reach the quite the bar that some of us were at. 
I was like, can you tell these people to shut up? Because I want you to tell me what we're doing to dance. I don't want this girl who can't even turn twice to tell me what to dance. If I see another flex foot from this bitch, I'm going to have an issue. You know what I mean? And y'all, you have to know when you're working with a community theater cast, it's a total gamble as to what you're going to yes. get. Yes, yes, it is especially a when mixed you're doing bag. An, especially when you're doing a dance musical. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. I don't know if I should say their names, but there were two people specifically, and they would always say, it's this. And I'd be like, you know what? I don't have time. I'm just going to ask them They were the again. worst. They and were the then, worst. And then, it would, and then I felt bad, though, because like you were like, dude, I'm just trying to do my job. And I'm like, girl, I get it. Just help us. <laughs> I definitely remember the stare-offs. I would just, there's a lot of stare <laughs> I just remember, I was like, you I can't. and Tyler are throwing mad shade the entire time. Mm -hmm. That was so funny. And then the show starts running. And, and it's just common. Like, we should know, like, if you are the choreographer, even sometimes the director or the musicians, you're not going to get praise like the performers are. But Clyde, <laughs> you stole that show. Everyone loved you in a chorus line. And I felt myself starting to get salty again. <laughs> I felt like I was like someone's like vengeful mother. I was like, I made them. <laughs> I was like, I put those moves on them. I didn't even know that. Fun fact, I was working for a dance, a children's dance studio at that time. And I ran into the woman who owned the studio during intermission in the bathroom. And she said, Oh my gosh, that one guy is an amazing tap dancer. Can you ask him to come teach at our studio? And I was like, he can't tap. I was like, he, <laughs> he knows how to do a trick. And he has one skill, which is a triple time step. I was like, but other than that, he has no technical skill. I was like, that just goes to show what good choreography does. No, I, I, I the praise for that. <laughs> no, I cannot. I tell them that all the time. Like anytime someone's like, can you teach tap or can you tap? I literally say, no, I cannot tap. The last time I had to do a tap number, my choreographer had to tell me that tapping meant your feet touched the ground. Like that's how bad I am at tapping. Like oh, I like, yeah. do you yeah. remember that? That's that one move, you were like this. I was like, was yeah, you were like, you were like, Clyde, your foot is supposed to, I know you don't have tap shoes on, but like your foot's supposed to look like it's touching the ground. And I was like, it is. That's <laughs> like. <laughs> I remember that's hilarious. Amazing. Amazing. That you felt like that. That's wild. I, oh my God. I'm psycho. <laughs> that's why I can laugh about it now. Because uh, we but... still went over to like your apartment and like hung out. Yeah. And I loved you. I absolutely loved you. But then we were like getting like this theater space, which brought out like a competitive spirit in me. I don't know what it was. And something that I've noticed <laughs> is that like. I'm calling you, Manny, and this other girl that I went to high school with for like the haters. And all black people, all people in like, you know, successful career fields, performing arts, you know, artistic. And I'm like, I think my hatred comes somewhere of like com competition with like people that I'm close with. It's same way. No, like when you're like, like I probably feel the same way you feel about like Manny because I'm like, 
oh god i wish i could play the piano or something but right and he just like does it and it just makes it seem oh yeah this is just what i'm doing and it's like oh sips cash so true the day like that's like i feel i'm very much one of those people who like i'm attracted to talent like if i see someone who can like riff or like dance or like have any kind of like any kind of talent i'm immediately like regardless of gender like i'm like i love you <laughs> like i'm like you're me i'm like you're amazing like do it again please you know and i feel like that i like i've always had such respect for you because of how talented you are Aww. i feel like it was like i think it's like when you put like a whole bunch of big cats together you know what I mean? It's like when you put a bunch of, and everyone's just like, prove why I'm worthy to be here with everybody else. <laughs> like, all right, all, we're all showing our best. All right, let's do it. We're all like, okay, we're doing. <laughs> you know, that's how. You know, that's how I feel. I, and I think uh, that that's you know, because a healthy competition, especially when you have such talented, like motivated and like driven friends who are just like really but it's not a toxic competitiveness exactly it like makes you want to be better you know what i mean it's like megan is over here like turn 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 kick split done you know what i mean like it's like i need it's over here like fa la 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 make you laugh ha 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 (laughs) you know it's like we we bring them together (laughs) exactly exactly it's literally why i love like doing cohabitation because it's like when you combine it's like when it all gels and comes together it's like magic and then we're all crammed into the house well how do you feel okay so i spoke to manny last night i was hoping that i would have been able to record with both of y'all at the same time but i spoke with manny last night and we redid his episode so i want to know how do you feel about manny now versus then when you record this episode and also versus back then when you were in college and you knew him do you still feel that competitive nature? Do you still think he's <laughs> he's big? I just like I'm trying to think because like I knew of Manny in in college because when I was in Spring Awakening, he was the assistant music director. Spring Awakening. He was so, like my first, yeah. So my first like interaction with Manny was him as like my music director. And so I always saw him as like older, like way older than he is. And also like, yeah, but also like as like an authority figure. So then when we were doing chorus line, I was just like, man, I had nothing scary about this man. this man like, I know I was like this man is a hoe like he is just really talented he is funny but I was just like mm, okay I get it you know it's like you know what I mean so you, once you get to know him Manny you're like okay I get it I guess you know what I mean <laughs> because of course line like I I I adore him I think he is so precious and such a just a great life and I think that he's, I think, he, I still think he's absurdly talented. Um, and I think it's fair. I think it's still okay to hate him for that. <laughs> I think yeah. it's totally okay to hate him for that. Yeah. I feel like we are his motivators. Haters are your motivators. So we have exactly. to be motivated. I know. But I will say like when I was like, 
I want to write the theme song for Cohabitation. And then we're all buddy heads because guys, Clyde and Manny are both on the theme song for Cohabitation. No, no, no. No, what I'm saying is I was like, I want to write it. This is what I'm thinking. And I'm like sending him things. And he was like, oh yeah. Like, and he was like hyping me up. And then when I was there, when we recorded it, I was not feeling well. And he was just like playing around, like working with me. And like, we were just like really coming together on it. And it was just nice. So like, I just really, like, I would, I would love to do a whole EP with Manny. But um, I also get really insecure when I'm around Tim because um, he is so good with like music. And like, I don't like, I feel like. You gotta drop that insecurity. (laughs) No, when I sing around Manny, I'm like, did you, did you like that? (laughs) You know? Okay, let me hit it. We're almost close to the end. I am like so grateful of like doing a chorus line because that was my first show that I did in community. Like that was my first show that I didn't do at the college. And it was my first like show that I like, actually could dance again. Yes. And, and like I had such a blast, even though it was a shit show, like 90% of the time. We got, we got through it. And also it was like no offense to anyone. Ain't nobody was really a dancer up in that class. <laughs> okay, I'm sure Jill and Erica will say differently. Oh they will God. probably bite me for that. But I just called to say you ladies are great dancers. I'm just over here hating per usual. Um, yeah, it was like. When I first started this podcast, I was like, I want to be real, but also I don't want people to hate me. So I put that little caveat in there. But now I'm like, they're not listening to this. <laughs> They're, no, they're at church. They're <laughs> that's mean. That's mean. I don't care if I, that's great. I'm not bashing religion. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Amen. We, it's, <laughs> yeah, it was just like, and then we like cut a cast member and then all the references were updated. It was like probably like one of the worst versions of the chorus line. <laughs> <laughs> it was like we had flapper costumes on exactly, like it's like not even it was like they're like moments were good like for example the singing wasn't that bad no, like, the, the singing story. was good um well some of us yeah, I, was, I was about to clarify <laughs> Also, I hate you because you're just shadier than me. <laughs> like, you just have just the right amount of tea for everything. It's just when I think I'm there, you're like, oh, let me come in and just pull this fan out. I was hating on you from afar to bring it to a close. But now I look at you and I completely respect your shadiness. Hence that, like, you have to know your strengths. Anytime I want to like do an episode that's shady or drag race related, I'm like, bitch, call call Clyde. I love call, call your partner in crime, call Clyde. Well, I just feel like shade comes from a place of love and truth. Like when I when I say shade, like I'm never gonna say anything to someone to like hurt their feelings. Right. You know what I mean? And if their feelings are hurt, then like I'm sorry, you. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. It's like if your feelings are hurt, it's like sorry. Well, at least I didn't lie. You know. <laughs> Maybe I could have like sugarcoated it, but that's not my personality. Yeah, it's like I, I'm. No, you're not gonna hate on me for telling the truth. But um, when it comes to shade, you know, it always comes. Like if I am not gonna throw shade, then it like wasn't worth it to begin with. 
you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like it always comes from like a place where of like admiration because I would never like want to, I can't like, it's like when you play tennis, you know, you like hit but it. A volley or banter, like back Exactly. So anytime I say something like that, it's for like to get that back and yep. forth, you know? For sure. And then you quickly realize like when you're around people who like are not going to throw it back to you and you're like, oh, <laughs> it's like, y'all are whack. Gross. Like life is too short, you right. know? Y'all basic like, bills. Like roast each other. If you don't, if you can't roast me, if you can't roast yourself, how the hell are you going to roast somebody Roasting else? is my love language. It's my love. Yes. Literally, I think it was my 20, it was my 23rd birthday. I had people over for a dinner party and I asked them to roast me. Like people That's came to like prepared roast. And I was like dating. I was uh, take that back. I was not dating this dude. I was hooking up with this dude, and he was there hearing me get roasted. I was like, oh god, oh. do it. I'm like, yes, Clyde. You're out here doing it, doing it. Oh, I feel the same way about you, Megan. I I don't think I was like a hater. I think I was. I think if anything, I was just frustrated during chorus line because. I felt like none of us had any support. <laughs> We're like I a bunch like, of orphans just looking for someone to help us. Literally, it was like, it's like Megan's here just to do her job. Like, Manny's here just to do his job. Robin is like, wait, I'll flap her outfits. Oh my God. See, you're just too much. I love it. <laughs> no, I think I keep listening to your voice. It's so, it's so easy. This is such a great thing for you. I want to do a podcast, not like this, but like I've wanted to before, but I never could figure it out. Honestly, Clyde, you probably would have been a great co-host on this show, but you probably would have stole the show. Don't worry, Colleen, I could never replace you. You and I have beautiful chemistry like Howard Stern and Robin Quivers, you know? Okay. Okay. So again, that's <laughs> why so I just keep you as a guest host all the time. I'm going to get you a cartoon character made for I Just Called to Say. Oh, okay. That's so cute. No, I I'm still think- cartoon character made so that you can be an honorary co-host. No, you are the podcast queen. Like you, like you have a podcast, uh, Gibson has, has a podcast, one. and my friend Addie has a podcast. Um, yes. Hers is called Flirting with Failure. But I like, love her merch. I feel like you, you are definitely the podcast queen. And I stand by what I said. Like, you I mean look at look I was like this is I think this is great for you because this was one of like one of your first episodes and now you have two like going like look at you you are like killing it like you should be so proud of yourself oh oh my gosh thank you for saying that when you're in it you don't think about it you're like it's just a lot but then I also have to think about I'm like but there are literally people who were like out here trying to help me like for instance you are willingly out here giving me content your time your effort and your voice on two podcasts grace does the same thing and she edits both of them so i have to like be like very conscious of like you're not in it alone and i was hating on manny i told him this last night i said i was hating on you because you have a team of people who i feel like who are always helping you with stuff whereas like sometimes i feel like i'm on an island and i'm like girl you literally have a team of people like a cast writers and like willing people i'm like <laughs> like shut up <laughs> you, like you have to like step back and realize you have to, like counter you don't even like realize it you're like i just called to say hey fam <laughs> i just called to say a bitch is out here <laughs> yes yes um i'm killing it okay <laughs> hate you and i love you <laughs>
Oh, well, this is such a good, this is such a good idea for a podcast. Like, this is good for you. Thanks. I just have a really good memory and I just have all these moments where I'm like, should have said something to that person. Or I have moments where like someone like did me wrong and like you get in the mirror and you're like, man, I should have told that bitch off like this. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just telling you like, this is gonna, this is like your Issa moment. Like from Issa Rae, do you watch Insecure? And we're both Capricorns, Issa, I want to be Issa. Took her masterclass last weekend uh, for creative writing and content. So cohabitation season two is about to be fire. Yes. Yes. Like y'all heard it here first. Okay. Like you're on your way for me to hate you a lot because <laughs> this is going to end up being successful. Yeah. Successful. Well, yeah, I can stand you now. Thank you. So if you think of any stories. Please tell me so I can have you back. Oh my God. I will totally, like, I have so many things that I like to think of. He just called us Asa. Yay! Oh, that was such a, (laughs) so nice. And now it's so funny to think about, like, where we are now, like, in our, like, friendship, like, as opposed (laughs) to them. And it's like, it's, it's a really, uh, this is so lovely. I miss you so much. (laughs) It's such an organic (laughs) friendship, too. I know. It's like, I didn't, like, uh, it's just I don't know. Anytime I'm with you, it's always just like a good time, you know. And that's how you know. Into the house, it's our celebration. Living with each other, it's cohabitation. Honestly, we've talked about cohabitation enough. You guys recognize Clyde's voice. Why don't we just do you a favor, Grace? Roll a clip of cohabitation. Roll the clip. Oh, roll the clip. You know we go back like four flats on Cadillacs And this rent, uh, we might not be paying that Still a whole lot of love, 843 is where we at Let me tell you what's the buzz, kick back and relax It's like. always a good time, just you and I Airwaves on your station, cohabitation Good morning, roomies. Welcome to another episode of Cohabitation. We're up at the ass crack of dawn, and I've just been woken up to the unfortunate sounds of Raquel and Mo singing. Actually, well, it's kind of more like howling. I mean, Lord, please save my eardrums. Mo's taking her typical 45-minute shower while she and Raquel recap last night's blunder. (laughs) And, oh yeah, Brendan, homeboy completely blew it this time. I hope this fool learned when to shut it up, because there's no telling how long he'll be sleeping on the couch. And it looks like it's about mm, 8.42 and he overslept for the gym. Poor guy. He's gonna be so pissed. And for the record, I can't stand this damn song. Like, for the love of God, will y'all shut the hell up? On a Monday, I am waiting. Tuesday, I am fading. And by Wednesday, I can't sleep. Then the phone rings, and I hear you. And the darkness is a clear view. Could you come to rescue me? <laughs> Shh, we're gonna wake Brendan up. Mo is trying to sing quietly, but she doesn't know how to whisper. 
or use her inside voice. Are the pieces, the pieces, the pieces are made. Suddenly, we hear Brendan knocking on the bathroom door. I'm in the shower! How much longer? I'm running late. Come in. It's fine. The shower curtain's closed. It's okay, guys. Like, don't think this is weird. Brendan and Mo are actually first cousins. They're, like, pretty much, like, brother-sister cousins. Anyways, like, every summer, Brendan lived with Mo's family. So it was normal for them to sleep head to toe, talk about their crushes in middle school, and yeah, that's right, you guessed it, they even took baby baths together. Why didn't you wake me up? It's 8.43, there's no way I can make it to the gym, and I'm probably gonna be late to work. Brendan is so damn anal. You know, he is like one of those guys who thinks that if you're five minutes early, you're actually ten minutes late. And also, he's working a half day. Like, he doesn't even have to go to work until 11 o'clock, so he needs to chill out. Well... I didn't know your personal alarm clock. What? She said she's not your personal alarm clock. <laughs> Thanks, Mo. Baby, what do you mean? You you wake me up every morning. I know you're upset, but come on. Well, I didn't want it to interrupt my meditation. And until this very second, we weren't speaking. Meditation? You can meditate all you want, but at least wake me up. You know I have to go to work, and if I don't go to work, there's no money. And if there's no money, there's no house. And if there's no house, well, there'd be no moat. You, you know what? Maybe it wouldn't be so bad after all. Hey, cuz, I'm gonna watch it. Remember, you're the one skating on thin ice. Brenton, not now. You can be a little grumpy in the mornings, and after last night, I I just don't know. I, I don't know. It's fine. I totally understand, babe. I just, I just need to get ready, and it looks like I'm not going to make it to the gym. Anyways, why is she up? It's not like she has anywhere to be. And how long was her shower? 30 minutes? An hour? Well, excuse me. I'm officially self-employed. So yes, I do work. And for the record, my showers are a minimum of 45 minutes. Mo, shower as long as you need. There's plenty of water to go around, Brendan. On the inside, Rocky is dying over the concept of Mo wasting gallons upon gallons of water from her spa-like showers, but never mind her stubbornness, Rocky stands her ground as she looks Brendan up and down like she's trying to size his ass up. You know, Mo, some days I really can't stand you. Well, the feeling is mutual, because I can't stand your ass either. Now, can you please leave? I'm trying to dry off. Ew. I don't know why Mo is in a rush to get ready as if she has somewhere to be. I mean, I'm sure she won't do shit today. Homegirl won't attempt to cut the computer on. She'll most likely just sit around, get high, all while talking about how she never gets called back for auditions. Trifling. I gotta leave my bathroom and this is my damn house. This is ridiculous. And Mo, you gotta cut back on them showers. 45 minutes is like a $6 shower. Don't take your anger out on me because you're in the doggy house. Will you two relax? Brendan, can you just give us a couple more minutes? And it's technically $5.19 a showers. And put some coffee on. Doggy house, that's for sure. Even Mo has her hand on Brendan's leash. As he goes to make a pot of coffee and the girls scheme up a way to, mm, how do we say, forget, Rocky ever had $8,000 of credit card debt? <laughs> you know he won't go for it. I mean, who really lives in a house with three bedrooms and one bath? And right now, girl, you have all the leverage. How dare he ask Renee to move in? This fool is crazy! I know. Mo, you know how I feel about her. I still can't believe he would even reach out. Girl, you better get it while the getting is good. I'm telling you, 
And I bet he would start working on that bathroom immediately. And you know I need all 45 of my shower minutes. Brendan walks back from the kitchen to the bathroom. He knocks on the door. Babe, you okay in there? And Mo, you know I can hear you. Enough with the 45-minute shower talk. Okay, I'll talk to him. Steam from the shower is released as Rocky slowly opens the brown wooden bathroom door. So, we've come to a conclusion. Here you go with this wee thing. Babe, it's time we add another bathroom. This single bathroom is not going to work anymore. I know. I remember. We talked about it. You know we got plans. But she means like, now now. Huh? Now? Right now? Yeah, I'm thinking right now. Babe, you know adding a new bathroom isn't going to be cheap. I know, but I think it'll be a fun little project for you, babe. I don't know, maybe it'll give you some time to figure out how you're going to block Renee on all your socials. But, 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 but make sure you call the professionals this time, okay? See, Mo, you need to stay out of our business. Ren. Listen. Okay, you're right. Obviously, we need an extra bathroom, and honestly, if this will help smooth things over, I'm in. But we ain't calling the professionals. If this is getting done, I'm doing it. It'll save us thousands. Well, the cabinet in the kitchen still doesn't fully close, and I still hear creaks in the floor when I walk over the fireplace room. It's called the formal dining area. And let's not even talk about the back deck. Mo, you sure have a lot to say for someone who lives for free. Well, you sure have a lot to say for someone who was asking their ex-girlfriend to move in, you asshole. Enough! Both of you. Babe, I think you need to give this a shot. Three people, one bathroom just won't cut it anymore. About to be four people. Right, four. And there's no way we can squeeze in this tiny thing. And after last night, I think it's safe to say this is well-deserved. Uh, <laughs> I understand, and I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry about last night. I totally get where you're coming from. I was wrong. But it was fine when it was just me and you. Brendan looks at Mo out the corner of his eye like he is ready to kill this bitch. I know, but it might not always be just me and you. So it won't hurt to start now, right? And it would raise the value of our house too, right? Yeah, you're right. And for the record, you're still not off the hook. <laughs> See what you get? Shush it, Mo. We'll talk about this later tonight. I, I guess start looking at what design you want, but babe... Please keep it in the 5,000 or less range. And I really need to shower because I'm already running late. Raquel and Mo leave the bathroom smirking at each other as their plan worked to a T. <laughs> Poor Brendan. I mean, this guy can never really catch a break living with these two. He's going to have to really wine and dine Rocky to get out of this one. Well, at least the girls got their way. Well, that's all today, folks. Until next time on Cohabitation. No, Brendan, not you, too. On a Monday, I am waiting. Tuesday, I am fading. And by Wednesday, I can't sleep.